You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. And I am really excited about this episode because we are going to tell you all about our honeymoon. Okay, maybe not all about our honeymoon, but most (laughs) about our honeymoon. I know you guys were watching the Instagram stories and I know you have questions because you DM'd me. So we are here to answer all your questions and tell you a little testimony about our journey. Okay, so I'm super excited today because I have with me my favorite guest, my honey bun, my snookums. <laughs> my husband is here with me and he's basically becoming a co-host to the show. So I don't even need to go through the uh the exercise of introducing him. If you're not familiar with Cornell, his first episode, I will link into the show notes. He was teaching us about finances and he's been on a couple of times after that. So he's back today so we can share all about our honeymoon with you guys. So honey, welcome back to the podcast. Well, thank you so much. Mrs. Fox, (laughs) it is so good to be back with all of you Purpose Chasers. We have a story to tell today. We have such a story. Okay, so before we even get into our testimony, I just want to start off with this question. Actually, this is for my personal edification. You guys, my husband planned the most amazing honeymoon. Can I say by himself? Like he didn't need any help. He didn't ask me any questions. It was just all a surprise for me. How did you come up with that amazing itinerary? It's like you literally nailed it on the head. Well, uh, what can I say? Where can I start? It's, uh, it's something that I really love, travel. And, um, you know, I've spent a lot of time over the last many years, shall we say, um, traveling the globe. I've I've been to every single continent, um, many cities, and um, the Maldives uh, has always been on my list. And I I didn't want to visit without my wife. And so... uh, You heard that? He didn't want to visit without me, you guys. Go ahead. Without my wife, that that was a place I, I've been holding off on. Uh, it's it, it's very romantic, very special. And, uh, you know, the COVID crisis came and, you know, travel was kind of hit and miss. But, you know, the Lord pulled it all together and uh, we, we were able to do the exact honeymoon that I had envisioned uh, for many years. You guys, you want to talk about having faith? Okay, so my husband let me know that he bought the ring and then started booking the honeymoon and hadn't even asked me to marry him. That's how much faith he, faith he had that I would tell him yes. That is true. I, I, I did book part of the honeymoon 
before I had asked you to marry me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if we had discussed a time of the year for the wedding yet, but... Uh, it all seemed to work out. And what I will say is that for those of you who don't know, on our honeymoon, we went to Dubai and the Maldives, two places that I've never been, two places I really wanted to visit. And it was just a, an amazing time in both these countries. But even before we arrived at honeymoon, we had a little hiccup. Well, you, why don't you tell them about the, the journey just to get to where we were going? Well, yeah, initially, you know, just to get to Dubai from where we live in Bermuda, it should have been really straightforward. Just, you know, two flights connecting at London. You know, I sort of travel a lot for work, so I saved up all the air miles so we could get the best seats in the plane. And uh, that, that all came, you know, into plan. Uh, I managed to book us and then... The flights got cancelled. Uh, not only dum, once, dum, dum. Uh, they got cancelled four times, I think it was. Uh, and so we eventually had to be rebooked uh, through the US on, on a different airline. And then we, we were downgraded slightly. You know, first world problems. We, I think we were in first class originally. But then we, we had to, uh, as, as my wife says, she can settle for business class. <laughs> so we ended up going through the US and then kangaroo route to London across the ocean. And then we had all day in uh, London Heathrow, where my wife absolutely went mad in the shops. Uh, I think she hadn't seen a shop for over a year. But uh, yeah, she, she did some retail therapy and then on to the Middle East. So that was, uh, what, seven hours, seven hours, and then two, three hours. So... So what are we looking at? About 16, 17 hours just to get to Dubai. It's quite an epic journey. It was quite an epic journey. But can I say that there is no one that I rather have done that journey with than my husband? We made the most of it. Like he said, our flights were canceled and they kept getting canceled. And of course that caused us stress, but God was able to work it out because he knew that after our wedding, after things having to be moved up for 10 days, after the stress of doing renovations, we would really need that time to come apart from everybody and come together. And that's exactly what we did. And, you know, since we've been living through a pandemic, it was so nice to get out of the country and just experience a little bit of normalcy. Yeah. The retail therapy was good, but I will say my favorite part of the journey to get to Dubai is the flights that my husband booked on Qatar Airways in the QC. So Qatar Airways is probably my favorite airline. It's up there with... My uh, top three, I'd say, those are uh, Japan Airlines, Qatar Airways, and probably Singapore Airlines. Uh, But Qatar, you know, is consistently always in the top. They have this wonderful product in the business class cabin, which uh, has doors and sort of a double bed. So I managed to book us on that. Um, after getting all rerouted and so on. And, you know, originally the plan wasn't to be on Qatar, but, you know, it just happened that we, we got these wonderful seats and the, the cabin crew just were fawning over us because it was the honeymoon and, you know, they, 
they just looked after us so well. And one of them even decided she was going to take uh, some Instagram videos of us, uh, you know, just enjoying each other. And uh, yeah, it, it was it was a good experience. It was such a good experience. And let me tell you, the cabin crew there was great. We, the lady, I can't even remember her name, but she was like, oh, you're on honeymoon. She was the social media photographer, videographer for that flight. She got all the angles. She made us do (laughs) retakes so that we should get it right. Um, If you haven't seen our honeymoon videos, do visit my Instagram at Shantae Sapphire. That's Sapphire with one P. Of course, the link's always in the show notes. And look at the highlights you'll see the videos and if you're a tiktok person go and follow us at mr and mrs fox 2021 on tiktok okay so i am young but in my soul i'm old so i'm still trying to learn how to use tiktok so bear with us um but i really enjoy just traveling and then you guys we landed in dubai and it was beautiful it was my first time there but Tell them where we stayed. Well, yeah, so we, we get to Dubai. It's about two, three o'clock in the morning now. Uh, we land into the middle of the desert. It's probably about about 30 degrees Celsius, so that's probably in the 90s in Fahrenheit. Um, just boiling. But, uh, you know, Dubai is just a place of excess, uh, you know, excess wealth. Everything's bigger in Dubai. And, and even more bling than anywhere else that I've seen on the planet. And uh, we stayed in the world's tallest building uh, called the Burj Khalifa. And uh, there's a fabulous hotel there. It's called the Armani Hotel. And uh, that was truly quite an amazing experience. That hotel for our time in Dubai out of the two hotels that we stayed in, I think that one was my favorite. Well, yeah, because it was connected to the shops. Exactly. So it was literally uh, just a walk away from the shops. They were all connected. You didn't even have to go outside. And, And this is connected to the largest shopping mall in the whole of the world, I believe. And I needed to see a shopping mall. It had been some time. But I will say, we we got a little ahead of ourselves, but I wanted to go back. Whilst we were in London Heathrow uh, Airport, and my husband says, I went mad in the shops. I decided, or I'm going to say the Holy Spirit led me to, you know, take my husband on a little shopping spree in Ted Baker. I was feeling myself. I said, honey, you want something? It's on me. (laughs) So we got him a few items, but I just think it's so amazing how God works because we picked him up a few items of clothes and guess what? We land in Dubai. My two suitcases land. They come out fine back to back. Where is my husband's suitcases? Yeah, mine got uh, left in London. His got left in London. So he had no clothes on him but the ones that I had bought from Ted Baker. So I was like, even in the beginning, I said, God, you're still looking out. Even the small things, things that we think are small or insignificant, you know the plan that you have for us. You know what we're going to experience. So I I was just having a hallelujah moment at that because we have to remember to praise God for things big and small. Praise God for the life you're living now, the life you see yourself living in the future, the life you lived in the past, because he knows what he's doing. Believe me and you, he knows what he's doing. And we just have to celebrate his divine nature in the process. Okay. So like he said, 
We're there. We're at the Armani Hotel. Absolutely beautiful. It's connected to the biggest mall in the world. And we have arrived. I have all my clothes and my husband only has the few items I bought him in the airport at London. So let them know about our time in Dubai at first. Well, I'd, I'd say we we spent quite a bit of time just resting and relaxing on the first day or two. Just all of... It, it was it was kind of the bring down from from all of the wedding, you know, just trying to come back come back down, so to speak, because you know it was all a bit of a whirlwind, trying to reschedule everything and then sort of move into the house, and it, it was all quite a lot. But you know, I think the first few days was spent in the shops. <laughs> yeah, the first few days were definitely spent between sleeping and shopping. Um, but I actually really enjoyed that because we just needed time to sort of rest and reset. And I, I did not notice how much I really needed to rest and reset because 2020 was not a year where I took vacation. I am a person who takes all of her vacation dates, all of her PTO, as you say in America, I take everything. Okay. And in 2020, out of my 19 days, I think I took three. One for my husband's birthday, one and a couple for my birthday, and one a half a day to go get our wedding, well, my wedding dress. And it did a toll on me, I think, and it was starting, everything was catching up, no vacation, no breaks, planning a wedding, doing renovations. So I really needed time to rest and I just want to emphasize the importance of resting I know that 2020 has been such a hard year and the distinction between rest and work has sort of been blurred because you may be the ones who maybe you come home for rest or maybe you like to travel for rest. You can do these things because one, we haven't been able to travel really and two, rest and home (laughs) have become one. So it's hard for for us to separate ourselves when we are doing everything in our homes. But I just want to remind you, it's okay to pause. It's okay to stop. It's okay to acknowledge that, you know what? I am doing the most. I'll probably get into this in another podcast episode about the importance of rest and, you know, making sure that you don't get burnt out. But I think I appreciated that he had factored in that time even before we got to the Maldives so that we could really take in the Maldives. We weren't arriving in the Maldives exhausted. Yeah, no, that that was important to me because, you know, you, you underestimate the toll that not having a proper disconnected holiday in, in over a year can take on you. You know, your, your workspace is intertwined with your living space. I think the work-life balance, um, the the boundary between those two things becomes blurred. And, um, you know, it's important to, even though you're working at home, to to be quite disciplined and militant about separating the work. So so for me, I, I tried not to work in, you know, the place where I find you know, relaxation in the household. So, you know, I won't work in the bedroom or I, I won't work in, in the lounge, but, you know, I'd work at the dining table or I'd work, you know, in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's important to have those areas in your house that are you know sacred peaceful places i agree and it's also important to disconnect you guys Okay, I, I remember getting a few questions about this, about, you know, you're on honeymoon. You Why do you seem to be like you're always on Instagram when you're on your phone? That was not the case. So this is what happened. As soon as we got married, I gave it two days and I deleted my work email off my phone. Best decision of my life. I was off from work for a month. It allowed me to completely clear my mind and my head and just focus on myself and my husband and sort of settling in. Then I made sure I pre-recorded all these podcast episodes because I was not being, um, I wasn't going to be one to be having to worry about that really on podcast. So I did all my interviews before I left. And then we tried to make sure that when we were away, although we may take a video here or there, or I'll try to do a TikTok, we weren't on the phone the whole time. So just because you saw a story, which was basically a representation of what, two to three minutes of our day. Sort yeah, of sim- it wasn't real time. It wasn't this, real so. time. So we spent some off time where we were just off our phones, only using the phone to sort of capture the moment just for the memories and then posting Uh, you know, when we get back to the hotel room before we go to dinner or something like that. But it was really important for us to disconnect from really the world. I mean, once we got to the Maldives, we weren't even watching the news anymore. And it was great. I think that that was the beautiful part about the Maldives is that, um, you know, you you land into this pretty remote set of islands off of India um you know they're they're practically at sea level and each resort is on its own island um so there's several hundred islands uh all making up the the maldives and you we had to take a, a seaplane uh from the main airport uh you know about 45 minutes uh, which then landed on the water right at the resort island that we were, were staying at. And that, that was probably by far the nicest resort I've ever encountered in, in my all of my travels. Um, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the St. Regis brand uh, across the world, uh, but this particular one was an absolute stunning place. Um, probably six-star resort, I would say. Okay, so the St. Regis in the Maldives, so we've left the Dubai, we've arrived in the Maldives, we've taken the seaplane, and we've landed at the St. Regis, and it is breathtaking. And I know we come from the island of Bermuda, and it's beautiful here too, but there was something about the Maldives, the hospitality, the way it was just free. Um, at the, our time in the island, uh, they assigned us a butler and he was great. He yeah. made sure his name was Benny. I will never yeah. forget Benny yeah. the butler. Just fantastic. And he service. made sure that we had everything that we needed. We booked, he booked our, uh, spa time. He sorted out dinner reservations. Yeah. He was amazing. And one of the things I really liked about the St. Regis, apart from the beautiful, beautiful rooms with the absolutely amazing views, is that 
to get around the island, you had these bicycles. And I haven't been on a bicycle since I was a child, so I was a little wonky. I have captured that on my Instagram uh, highlight as well. But just, you know, returning to that freedom of being a child, hopping on your bike and going for a ride outside, the wind blowing through your hair, laughing and, and you know, falling over at the jokes, trying to stay balanced on your bike. We just had such a good time yeah. bonding, even in, in that small thing. Like yeah. I, when I came... At our last day, I said, honey, I'm gonna have we're gonna have to get some bikes at home because this was really enjoyable. Yeah, and we were disconnected from the entire world. Um, you know, we, we had absolutely no idea what was going on in the world for the time we were there. We we were in our own bubble. And and that that was perfect. It was perfect. And um, one of the funniest things I think ha- that happened at that resort, one of the uh, waiters. <laughs> yeah. Thought my husband was Rick Ross. <laughs> so that was absolutely hilarious because he comes over. He's like, Rick Ross, Rick Ross the boss. Because <laughs> apparently Rick Ross frequents this uh, resort, it seems like. So uh, I'm so sorry. I should say Rick Ross after he lost weight. Let me put that out. Yeah, Rick Ross yeah, after okay. he lost mm. weight, not pre, pre, uh, pre-weight pre loss Rick Ross. And what made it even funnier is that my lovely husband had no idea who yeah, the heck Rick I, I, Ross I, was. I, I had no clue, you know. So I had a whole education that day. It's uh, it's quite something. It was something. So we spent maybe how long we spent there? I think we were eight or nine days total in the Maldives, and we we split between two different resorts. So the Saint Regis is the one we just told you about, and uh, our absolute favorite, absolute number favorite. one recommendation. So then uh, we decided, okay, let's try another um, resort within the sort of Maldive Islands. Um, and there's a brand new one opened by the Raffles, uh, which is kind of an eco resort. Um, you know, that's a private island, but they also have these overwater villas, which uh, are kind of, uh, they're set alone apart from the main island. So you have to take a boat. Um, and, and that's literally like living on the ocean. Uh, that that was quite a, a nice experience as well, um, to ha- have this villa just in the middle of the sea. Um, you know, service for us couldn't compare i'd say so before he gets into the service i just want to say that my number one vacation goals was to go to the maldives and have an overwater villa and once we arrived there and i saw the room that my husband had had booked i was completely thrown okay it was the most gorgeous room i have ever seen the pool the infinity pool hanging over into the water the room was huge for just the two of us and the bed the bed was like two king size beds put together um i really really enjoyed my time there as far as the room is concerned yeah, it yeah. was the room gorgeous was great. and and there were not many people on the island so you know we, we're still traveling in covid time here yeah. and so a lot of the resorts are operating at maybe 30 40 percent capacity max and this one was uh, way lower was, than that yeah i think at one at one point, we were like one of... One of maybe 10 or 15 people on this private island. So it really gave you desert, uh, deserted island, private island feels. 
And we were able to do things like private chef lesson, yeah. which was fun. We enjoyed yeah. that. We learned how to make ceviche, ceviche. And, and we have been making it ever since. Yeah, okay, you, you could go swimming however you like. You, <laughs> you can literally go swimming however you liked because no one was there to see whether or not you were attired properly, I should say. Yeah, yes. We were able to get a lesson from one of the gentlemen, the servers, about Maldivian gin, I think he called it. Uh, yeah, something like that. Spice gin. Spice, Maldivian spice, spice gin. gin. Something, yeah. but it was nice because it was just us and we were sitting there and they were happened to be playing R&B that day, so I was feeling myself yeah. and rocking and swinging away while we learned. Um, and then my hu- lovely husband... Did the most amazing thing and booked a package where we can get a massage every day. So we got a massage every day and I haven't been the same since because I've come back and I've been slumming it. Okay. So just, I'm just going to put this request out here for my husband. If we don't have a massage every day, I'm fine to settle for a massage every week. Mm. I would appreciate that. My lovely husband, I'm saying it all for the world to hear. I hear you. Okay. All right. Right. Doesn't mean I'm listening. Oh, okay. You heard it here first. Make sure you pray for a man who hears and listens to you. Okay. (laughs) But, um, I really enjoyed that. Now, if you wanted us to compare the service, which I know you guys did, we were asking, you know, what was our favorite resort? Um, where do we recommend? So, service-wise. Absolutely the St. Regis. The St. Regis. Without question. Was the best, service-wise. Yeah. The uh, the St. Regis will go back to at the drop of a dime. Yeah. The Raffles, we probably won't go back to. Yeah, I think the service there... Um, you know, can, needs d- it needs some tweaks. Uh, but you know, the ap- actual hard product was very good. Yeah, uh, I'd say. But uh, you know, the Maldives is 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 not a cheap place. It's not for a sort of a small budget vacation. Uh, you know, this th- this place is definitely very expensive. Okay, it's very expensive. So if you are thinking about the Maldives, I want you to take into account that there will be. Hidden expenses, if you want to call them, that you didn't anticipate for. So make sure you give yourself an extra what? Uh, 30% on your budget? Well, I I would say you kind of... If if you're going to go to one resort, say, for four days, I would budget an extra sort of three, four thousand dollars just for meals and activities. Okay, you heard it here first. So people have been saying this is a once in a lifetime uh, trip for us and I'm just here trying to walk into the fullness of what God has for me and decree and declare that this will be a multi-time vacation for us where we will be walking in the uh, prosperity that the Lord has for us for you for everyone the prosperity that we are entitled to his word says for us to be prosperous as our soul prosperous so we're just gonna sit over here and work on our soul prospering and god can work and work on our pocket prospering (laughs) so we can go back because we did see a few families there on family vacation and we were like it must be so expensive to bring the kids here but also i would love to bring kids there but you know you you can always find deals um at at different points uh, in in the year, and you know, if you book well in advance, um, I think you should get some favorable pricing. But what I did, which which uh, you know, in hindsight, was so smart. Okay, here's the secret. So, in the midst of 
all the COVID going down, you know, absolutely nobody's traveling, all the borders are shut, you know, all the destinations are struggling, nobody's booking travel or vacations. But that was the perfect opportunity to get the absolute best pricing. So I managed to get the villa that that we booked at the St. Regis for, I would say, 25% of the normal current rate. You heard that. Okay, so 25% of the normal rate. That's not 25% off the normal rate. That's 25% of the normal rate, if you get what I mean. Yeah. So... That's another way God just showed up and showed out. But we have spent time talking to you about the different resorts, giving you the rundown on, on the um, the honeymoon. But what I really want us to get into is our testimony about uh, coming home. Oh, yes. So well, I, I see him, him perking up and now he can talk about it with a little ease. But okay, so we leave the Maldives. If I'm going to give you paint a story, we leave the Maldives. You know, we're on a high. It's just been amazing. We're just coming off of having massages every day. And we head back to Dubai. When we landed in Dubai, Dubai uh, was in their holy month. So they were celebrating Ramadan. So there was not many people out on the streets. Everybody was covered, uh, covered up. Conservative. Conservative. Conservatively dressed. Thank you. We returned back to Dubai and it's Eid. Eid is their version. Let's say if, if I can call it close to anything, it's like Christmas, right? So everybody's out, everybody's partying, all the skins showing. So all the shops are booming. All the shops are booming. The hotels are full of people. It's yeah. just completely different everybody's from Everybody's out left. for massive dinners and it's uh Yeah, it's completely different from when we left. And my husband booked us into the the, the Waldorf Astoria. The Waldorf Astoria, and it was a beautiful hotel, yeah. but coming listen, when you come back from the Maldives, nothing really stands up. To, to to the Maldives, so you're just like, this is a great hotel, but yeah. I was just in the Maldives. Um, so we stayed there for a few days and we con- uh, finished up our retail therapy. And this is probably the time in which I kind of dropped off Instagram because I was really just trying to enjoy the last few days yeah, she, with my husband. She, she had a lot of shopping that she needed to pack. So you know, Yeah, I was just focused on uh... my husband, on packing, <laughs> on having fun, enjoying the experience. So the Tuesday that we are supposed to come home comes around and now my husband is excited. He's ready to come yeah, back home. It, he I was wants to come forward to it. Yeah, he wants to come back to the house, you know, settle into married life. We what we didn't say is on our way to Dubai or whilst in Dubai, our flight home was cancelled. Yeah, so a long story short, we, we were supposed to connect through London on the way out and on the return journey home uh, with direct flights through to uh, Bermuda where we live. Uh, that all got canned because of the uh, the flight reschedules and changes and so on. And uh, we had to go through London on the way out, but um, the rebooked flight through London on the way home then got cancelled then we got rebooked through the United States. Okay. Uh, through, uh, I don't know, was it New York? Through, New York, New York, New JFK. York uh, on Qatar Airways Qatar again. Airways. But what has happened... 
So we're excited. Well, at least I'm excited because we get to go back on Qatar Airways, which yeah, was an amazing. She loves it. It's like my favorite. It's going to be my favorite airline from now on. So we are in the airport. We go through everything. We check in. We guys, we board the plane. We sit down on the plane. We put our bags up in the glove glove compartment. In the overhead lockers. <laughs> Thank you. In the overhead lockers. We put on our seatbelts. They come around and offer our welcome drinks. They give me this 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 lime mint lemonade, which is exquisite. And then a gentleman comes around to my husband and says, Excuse me, sir, we have a problem. Now, I thought that he was telling him that they were out of the lemon mint lemonade thing that they had going on. So I wasn't paying it too much attention. But then he says to my husband that the U.S. Border Control says that you cannot enter the country. So we're going to have to. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? We're going to have to take you off the plane. So of course, already. We're in business class and we are the only people of color up in business class. So already I feel the pressure of everybody staring at us as we have to deboard the plane. I feel like the bad kids who are in trouble because they've broken the law or try to smuggle drugs. It made us feel a bit like criminals. Exactly. We definitely felt like criminals. I mean, even the flight attendants were coming up to me with like, oh, are you changing seats? And I was like, no, we have to get off the plane. And they were like, why? And I told them why. And and it was just literally a mess. And at this time... My husband's blood pressure is boiling rapidly and I'm just trying to stay peaceful like, Lord, what you doing here? Because, you know, we were on our way home. We were there. We prayed. We're ready. And what is happening? So, honey, tell them what happened next. Well, so we we got taken off the aircraft at Dubai. Um, We we sort of get pushed through... uh, Dubai border control again. Um, literally, Qatar Airways is saying there's it's not their problem because uh, our British Airways had booked us uh, on the flight. Nobody wanted to take responsibility for the issue. Um, and the only way home is via New York now because there are no flights from Dubai to London. And the London to Bermuda flight was only operating once a week at that point. And when I when we say there is no flights from Dubai to London, while we were traveling, London, well, the United Kingdom, decided to put Dubai on the red list. So we could not take, and their red list means that if you're coming in, well, actually, they just stopped well, all yeah, flights so, really so, coming so from the country. The, the United Kingdom um, had this new classification system. Actually, it was the flights from uh, Qatar that got banned, um, which we were rebooked on. Um, after they cancelled the Dubai uh, to the UK flights. Um, so we, our, our rebooked flights then got cancelled. Right. Um, so, you know, it's problematic now. How do we get to London even if we want to get home? Um, so, you know... We're, we're kind of stuck out we're there. We're stuck. But keep in mind uh, that the reason for all of this now is because we are we are both British, and so we travel on British passports, 
and uh, the United States was prohibiting entry of, of British citizens, effectively. Right. And when we left, we went through the United States, and that wasn't a problem, because at that time... And we hadn't been in the United Kingdom. We hadn't been in the United Kingdom, but because we had transited through the United Kingdom, then they have a big no-no against our names. And it was literally just a mess because things are so fluid because it's COVID. One day you can fly, another day you can. And I had in mind before we traveled, you know, all the possibilities of what could happen. But in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Trust in the Lord for he is good. He will guide your path. He will never see his seed begging for bread. He is there to 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 be a shelter, to be a rock, to be everything that we need. So I'm traveling on the faith of God when we left, okay? But I could not like, what happened to us, I couldn't even fathom. So we get off the plane, like our, like my husband said, we go through, and while we're walking to get back through border security in Dubai, he's uh, quickly on his phone trying to book us a hotel because yeah. now we have nowhere to stay. We weren't intending on being in Dubai any longer. Yeah, so I had to book a, a hotel quickly. So uh, I, I didn't think things would get sorted within 24 hours. So I booked a hotel for two nights um, you know, that will allow us some time just to sort things out and deal with the embassies or whoever else we needed to deal with. Um, so, you know, we, we get through border control, we go off to this hotel. By now, it's about two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, we try and sort through the things, um, you know, contacting the various government agencies. Long story short, we get some advice saying that, you know, we, we can travel freely to Bermuda uh, through London. If we can get to London, then we can have an onward transit. Uh, no problem. No problem. Okay. And so we, we had to really put our heads down and think of how are we going to get to London? Because we cannot go straight from Dubai to London. Yeah. We can't go Dubai, Qatar to London. Yeah. So our options were... Well, we, we could go... Well, it's last... Keep in mind, it's like booking a plane ticket on the same day you want to fly now. So it's it's it's, it's wildly expensive. Um, and, and the options are limited. It's either through, um, you know... Places such as uh, Amman, Jordan, which are fairly close to some of the uh, uprisings that we recently saw in yeah. the news, uh, or through, you know, Beirut, or, or um, I'm trying to think uh, where else. Uh, some through, other, a through few Germany. Other, Germ well, through Germany. And uh, Spain, I think. Uh, Spain, Switzerland, yeah. So, so the options were, were, were slim, and some of the options were an absolute no-go. Yeah. But we said, you know what, let's try our best to get to the UK as soon yeah. as possible, so at least we know we're there. Yeah. We've spent as long as we can in Dubai, and although we have enjoyed our time, I could yeah, tell we... that my husband was like, I need to get out of this place. Yeah, I really wanted to, to just get home at that point. So I, I, I thought quickly on my feet and I and I had, you know, some excess points. Um, you know, I love using cards for points. Um, so I had excess points on Amex and I managed to convert those quickly into, uh, well, because I understand the, the airline alliances like the back of my hand, I knew that if I convert something to... Singapore Airlines miles, I could then use that to book on a partner airline, Lufthansa. So I booked us these last minute flights um, through Frankfurt, Germany and on to London. 
Um, and so Lufthansa came to the rescue for us. And uh, no, no issue getting to London. No issue getting to London, okay? We got on the flight. We got on Lufthansa. We arrived in Germany. Germany was sort of smooth sailings. They put us on a plane to Dubai. Um, just a heads up, when you travel nowadays, you need a whole binder full of all your COVID tests, your entry yeah. forms, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and the COVID tests are very expensive abroad. Yeah, in Bermuda, we're lucky. The COVID tests are free. So we just rock up when you need a COVID test to, to fly and you just get one or if you want one in general. Everywhere else we traveled, the COVID tests were expensive. So yeah. that's something else if you're traveling in the season you want to factor in because all the airlines are really yeah. needing you. and, and the- As much as $250 a person in some cases. Right. And we had, at least before we came home, at least at minimum 13 COVID tests. So you can imagine the price that we were paying COVID tests. So back to it. We touch down, we land in London, and we get to London's uh, border control. We get to the border control at London. And we we get into the line because we have British passports. So they have an electronic system where you, if you have a British passport, you just go swipe your passport, you walk through immigration. And And we follow the guidance exactly what we've received from the authorities. We follow the guidance, we walk up to the electronic thing, and it's not taking our passports. So we're like, okay, we're trying, we try maybe three four machines because the guys are really trying to like why isn't this working so they put us in the line to see an immigration officer we get to the line to see the immigration officer and it's like red flags all over him because we've just come from dubai which like i said is on the red list so take the story well you know long story short um you know typical with any government agency you know one left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing and so one set of um, government uh, authorities have effectively told us uh, one thing and the others uh, at border control have a different interpretation of the rules and so uh, we we were advised that we wouldn't have to go into the the quarantine system uh, which they have but uh, border control said that our transit was was too long and that we would have to be forced into a managed quarantine at the expense of three and a half thousand dollars or something uh, for ten days, um, and we only intended on transiting for what three, three? for three, and so. Uh, and they were trying to say to us that we would have to do the entire ten days, which means we would miss our flight, and because the flights to Bermuda were only going once a week, we'd get out really early for the next flight, and that was just not going to work with us, and the. I mean, thank God for the border control guy because he was really trying. He was on I, our side. I was, I it's... was, I was so impressed. He was trying to figure out any way in which we didn't yeah, have to go into managed absolutely quarantine. Absolutely, anyway, because you know he he totally understood the situation we were in, and and tried his absolute hardest to to avoid the inevitable. Yes, and let me just, for you who don't know what managed quarantine facility is, in the UK and shortly in Bermuda, they have basically, a few other places, elicited hotels, not the best hotels, just the hotels that are nearest to the airport, really, to be the space in which you have to quarantine for 10 days. 
Now in this hotel, it's not like you're getting regular hotel service. You pay it three and a half thousand dollars. You cannot leave your room. There's nobody coming to do your laundry. There's nobody coming to change the sheets. There's nobody coming to like give you more whatever. You have to stay in your room. Yeah, it's like prison. It's basically prison. You stay in your room. They basically give you a menu of food to choose from. The food is not great. Oh, it's awful. Might I say it was probably one of the worst tasting foods I've ever had. They drop the food off to the outside of your room. They knock twice. You wait 10 seconds. You open the door. You take your food. You come in. They're serving you the same horrible food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. And then when you think you're going to get some relief, when you can leave this hotel room that you are confined to, to go and get your, your 20 minutes or 30 minutes of exercise, you're excited because they tell you you can go outside for exercise, but the exercise is with an armed guard. So you think, or at least I thought the guard was going to accompany us on a walk down the street. No, it's just oh, around no. the, around oh, the no. car park. Yeah. There are armed guards around the, not armed, sorry. No, there are guards. Guards around the parking lot and you cannot leave the parking lot. And the parking lot is not that big and it's half covered. So it's not like you're getting that much uh, sunlight. Well, yeah, it's England. It's England. And what it was reminiscent for me was of the prisoners when they go out into the prison yard and they have armed guards and they can't really do much. Oh, it was exactly like that. And then they're timing you. So you got 30 minutes and you better get yourself back inside and that's the only time you're allowed out. And that's typically for 10 days. For 10 days. So we are here. We are supposed to be at work. We are not at work because we are stuck in managed quarantine and my husband at this point, how are you feeling? Oh, I, I, I'm just up to here by now. You know, it's, it, it's kind of, well, there's nothing you can do. So you kind of have to accept it for what it is and try and make the best of it. So, so I think we tried to make the very best of that time together, you know, sort of. You know, we, I, I ordered food from a local supermarket, you know, one of my favorites, Waitrose. And, uh, you know, we ordered a few things that we like and, and sort of made a nice quarantine dinner with, uh, you know, fresh berries and some nice drinks and so on. And it, because we could order, which was the one plus side that you could order things to the room and they'd just drop it outside your door. We were really able to make the best of it but i just want to know how you felt as a husband and you know having the responsibility of not only taking care of yourself but now taking care of your wife your family it's a new thing but it came very naturally and you know it didn't really feel like anything too different too extra you know it's, it's something that you know we as men are kind of engineered to do is to to protect and look after and provide so you know that that's kind of you 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 kick into that innate mode i see and and i love that because i so although he was stressed and i could tell that he was stressed i was completely the opposite i had the highest level of peace Um, I remember talking to my mom and she's like, you need to go into prayer. You need a warfare, you know, go up into the spirit and, 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 uh, 
uh, you know, go against any attacks of the enemy. And I didn't feel that. And it was strange. I was just like at peace, absolute peace. I said, God, you got this. I don't even need to worry. Like I have said my prayer. I don't need to, this was not a time where I felt like I need to, what's the word I'm looking for? Terry. I didn't need to tarry in the Lord and, and, and spend time because I just knew in my soul that everything was going to be okay. And I think the position that I took of peace was able to sort of calm him down and just, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we spent incredible amounts of quality time together. We, we had no choice. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, being stuck in one room is different from our honeymoon luxurious suites that we were in. It was yeah. not the St. Regis. It was a very basic hotel, albeit better than some of the other quarantine yeah. hotels we saw on the way there. At least we had a view of the runway. So that provided yeah. some entertainment. So we're, we're here, um, we're stuck and they're telling us we can't leave for 10 days. Well, really 11 because day one is actually day it's, it's zero. It's not counted, yeah. It's not counted, so it's day zero. And, you know, my husband spends some time and he's emailing various people trying to figure out how are we going to get out of this managed quarantine so we can catch our flight on Tuesday. So he's emailed the NHS. We've talked to the governor in Bermuda. We talked to the London home office and we're really just trying our hardest to get back home. And then finally, after all of that on Monday, was it the uh, day yeah, before? It was, I think it was the day before the flights. Um, you know, I, after the weekend, I just sort of spammed every email address that I could possibly find and phone. And, you know, it, we got an email back saying, you know, we are permitted to, to exit this managed quarantine to catch uh, our onward flight. Um, you know, and this is the the health authority giving us that clearance now. And so, um, you know, it all worked out. We, we had a guy at the managed quarantine who was the manager who was very sensible about it. Um, Understanding. He didn't hold us captive. He let us out. Yeah. He, he let us he broke out free to, to go and, you know, get our necessary pre-flight COVID tests. And, you know, that, that was another fortune. Yeah. Um, but we were just so happy that, you know, we got, you know, we got this opportunity to leave. And even though we were able to leave managed quarantine, we still were praying along the journey just to make sure we could get home because we had just been through a situation where we were able to get in the airport. We yeah. were able to board the flight. We were able to pack ourselves away and we were still taken off the yeah. plane. So that anxiety, I think, uh, still stayed with my husband. Oh, he it, was. It, 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 I'll let him tell you. About yeah. Himself. So you know, on top of all of this, our flights got disrupted. You know, a lot of people would say these are first world problems. They they could only find us a seat in economy class for that particular flight. And you know, I I kind of explained our situation to the airline people, and we had this wonderful lady who who just you know took our situation on board and she went to great lengths to try and at least get us some comfort on our journey back home she even brought us a couple glasses of champagne and uh you know kind of tried to cheer us up a little bit and then about 15 minutes later she came back with uh two uh 
new boarding cards with uh, some some nice seats in the front of the plane. Um, Which was great because I, I think my husband went through extra lengths to make sure that our honeymoon would be something that we would remember. And he wanted to make sure that we had an enjoyable time from the time we boarded the plane until the time we landed back in Bermuda. And just the opportunity and the favor that God had covered us with for this lady to take this on as her personal issue and sort of rectify the problem that everyone else was saying they could not fix before we got to that point was just another blessing. And it was something that could have gone another way and not that we are uh, too good to sit in economy, but it was the fact that my husband had planned this trip and, and, and had it in his mind and went through such lengths to make sure that we had the best seats and that we were flying the best way in the best hotels that God was even in the midst of our mini storm, allowing us to finish just as strong as we started. And I would say that, I mean, actually before I say that, honey, so what was the life lesson that you learned from this journey on honeymoon? Well, that in all of the chaos and confusion, you know, if you if you trust and rely on the Lord, and you truly believe in it, he he will get you through. And he did that, and got us through pretty much in the seats we wanted, and the way we wanted to get home. Even though it was a bit of a delay, we still got to spend good time together, and it was still relatively enjoyable. It was, and it was still a part of God's plan at yeah. the end of the day. I don't know, and maybe in the future I will know why we had to go through that journey, but I know that it is a part of his strategic plan for our lives. And I even thank him for every delay because delay the delay that has been orchestrated could have been to protect us from some danger that we didn't see coming. Exactly. So I, I was able to really thank God and praise him. And, you know, once the plane took off, we had a sigh of relief and and my husband was listening to uh what were you listening to i can't remember something on repeat some gospel song he was listening to about you know on repeat but we were just so thankful to god that this was really a lesson on faith and trusting god and understanding that you know what he will show up for you it might not be in the way you want it it not might it might not be at the time that you think is appropriate but god knows all things yeah he made sure that our honeymoon was enjoyable that we were able to spend time together that we were able to grow together and i guess he thought that we needed a little extra couple of days to be together before we came home to 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 really weather you know life as a married couple but there are a few little tests in there throughout the way yeah it, it, it tests your faith sometimes yeah you know you you ask questions why but you trust through it all yeah and I think that's the important bit there, is that even when you can't see the end, you, you don't know what's happening around the corner, but you trust that the Lord will work it out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And um, if I could on this podcast, I would end this podcast by playing Travis Green's You Made Away. Um, you know, it says when our backs were against the wall and we thought that it was over, yeah. you made a way and he definitely made a way. So I can play that on this podcast, copyright reasons and all, but 
definitely go to YouTube and listen to it and just worship in God and worship God, sorry, with us. So that is it for this week's episode of the Pray, Plan, Sleep podcast. We landed back home. And once we touched down in Bermuda, it was all smooth sailings. We didn't have any problems with immigration, with customs, with the COVID tests. We just came home and we sort of settled back into married life. So if you have been wondering where Shantae Sapphire has been as she has not been frequenting the gram uh, lately, I have been settling into my new normal as a wife and learning how to keep a house and a husband, you know, cooking clean and, you know, just, just, I, I do together. more of the cooking. He does more of the cooking and I'm grateful because that I prayed for that. I specifically prayed for that. So I'm grateful that he does most of the cooking. Um, but I do most of the cleaning, which, you know, it's a good balance. It's a balance. Um, so that's where I've been. Of course, I will be more in front of your face now that we are back home and I will be looking forward to bringing you more great show uh, and some new things that we will have coming up that I'm really excited about. So with that being said, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Be sure to tune in next week, Tuesday for a new episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast with another special guest. Next week is all about fathers. So let's get into it. But honey, thank you for being on the show and I can't wait to have you back. Well, thank you so much for having me and it's always a pleasure to talk to all of the Purpose Chasers. Okay, love you. Love you. All right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray, Plan, Slay podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.